Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. All right. Hey guys, today I am sitting down and chatting with Allison. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm excited. Thanks for having me, Natalie. Yes. Um, So I love starting out interviews by asking a fun fact. So what's one thing that most people don't know about you? I would say uh, one thing that most people don't know about me is years ago when I decided to become an entrepreneur, I started as a Disney World (laughs) blogger and I did custom theme parks plans for free. So not sure what was going on in my head when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but offer everything for free. (laughs) Right. I love that. Well, and you've got, I was telling you before we hit record that I was like, I love that you've got like Mickey's on you behind the wall. So you guys can't see that, but you've got cute little like polka dot Mickey mouses all over. I love that. We're still a, we're still a Disney family at heart, even though I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Um, well, would you go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, what you do? So for those of the listeners that aren't familiar with you, um, just tell us a little bit about what you do and kind of how you got here. Yeah, so I am basically a podcaster and an Instagram coach. My podcast is the social media for mompreneurs. And basically, my mission is to help mompreneurs grow their Instagram presence. And the way I do that is through one-on-one coaching. And then I also provide creative copy and content. I just love what I do. And I'm also dabble in a little bit of photography. I was heavy in photography about a year and a half ago, but recently did a pivot in my business and I focus on the podcast and I focus on Instagram coaching. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that focus. And that's what we're going to be talking all about today is Instagram and Instagram strategy, um, which I'm really excited to dive in with you because, um, you know, one thing that I I'm really sure to like drive this point home with my audience is that I think it's so important to find the platform that makes the most sense for you, that makes the most sense for your business and your audience. Um, And Instagram is totally not my thing, but it's yours. And so I'm really excited to have you share about that um, for the listeners who know that that's where they really need to focus their attention for their business. Um, so why don't we start out by kind of looking at the person or the woman listening who is 
wanting to get started, like really using Instagram strategically for her business, where should she start? I think you have to look at it as number one, is it the platform that you enjoy and want to hang out on? Mm -hmm. And number two, is your ideal audience there? So if you answered yes to one of those questions, I think the biggest frustration with female entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, when they want to get active and get consistent on Instagram, their first thought or their first question is, what should I be posting? And so what happens is we start looking at other Instagram mentors and we try to mimic or copy what they are doing. And when you do that, you end up confusing your audience and you are not showing up as your most authentic self. And then what happens is, is you're just constantly spinning your wheels and you actually give up on the platform. So number one, my biggest tip is to take a step back, look at your business, look at your brand, and you need to identify what is your main objective, mission, or purpose for being on the platform? Why are you there? You need to answer that question. And it's different for everybody, but it might be something where you simply want to build community or you want to build brand awareness. You might want to drive traffic to your blog or your podcast. Maybe you want to build your email list, but it's really important to identify that main objective and really stick to it for 90 days to see how your growth performs on Instagram. And then along with that, the second part that's really important when it comes to Instagram is understanding how to approach the platform. All of us who are entrepreneurs, either it's your main job or if it's a side gig and you still have a nine to five job, whatever your entrepreneurial journey is, in the end, all of us want to make money. That is the honest truth. Yes, we always say we want to serve our audience. We want to help people. And we do want to do that. But at the end of the day, we want to make money. So what happens is a lot of entrepreneurs jump on Instagram and they go, how can I make money? What can I post to lure people in to work with me? Yeah. And when you do that, you're actually coming across as a little spammy, but you're forgetting what the whole purpose of Instagram is. Yes, we want the sale, but Instagram is a relationship building platform. Your sale will come in a different way either through your website, maybe you have an Etsy shop, maybe you have an Amazon store. But the whole purpose of Instagram is to build relationships and you need to approach it. Every time you get on to engage with your audience, to post, or if you're going to get in your stories, you need to get on and think to yourself, how can I help my audience today? How can I serve them today? When you approach Instagram with that mindset and take sales off the table, the platform becomes a lot easier to make connections. And at the end of the day, it makes it a lot more fun to be on the platform and it doesn't feel like work. And here's the other thing too. Instagram 
I'm going to be honest, is a marathon. It is not a sprint. There's no way you're going to make overnight sales with one, two, not even 10 posts or stories. It is all about the long game. And that marathon could look like a few months to a few years. And that is the honest truth. And it just takes time and it just takes consistency. And you really just need to serve from the heart. That's, that's really the truth about it. Yeah, I love that. I love what you said in terms of not looking at, you know, like it's so natural of us to want to like be like, okay, what should I do? So I'm going to look around at what other people are doing. Um, but it's just like, us trying to get clarity by looking outside of ourselves, like that does not work. And so um, I love that looking at like, what is my main goal here? Like, what's the number one, like you said, like, is it, am I trying to point people back to my podcast or my blog? Am I trying to get them to book a call? Am I like, what's like the, the main call to action or the main goal that you're like trying to, to lead them to, to point them back? Um, and then relationships first. Yeah. Like, yes sales is a byproduct of relationships. And I know I've heard people say that before, but it's so helpful um, to really remember that, like focus on the relationships first, because that's where sales naturally happen. Um, and I was actually on a, um, a coaching call for a program that I'm in yesterday. Um, and we were, we were kind of talking about this, the same thing in terms of like, part of our job as entrepreneurs is like we get to make friends because that's how, yes. that's how we get clients. It's like making friends is part of my job. And that is so fun. Um, once you get over the like, Oh my gosh, I have to talk to people, but um, yeah, relationships first always. I absolutely love that. Um, so once they have figured out kind of their, their main goal and their, they're coming from that mindset of like, this is a long game. Like it's not like, I totally get what you mean when you say like, cause I've done that. <laughs> I've, I've totally done that where it was like, um, I remember specifically in the first year of business thinking about writing a post and being like, okay, now what can I say to book a client from this post? It's like, oh my gosh, right. this is not <laughs> like that might happen. But I remember just like causing myself a lot of unnecessary frustration because I was so focused on like, I want to control the outcome of this post and not viewing it as the long game. Um, and so I think having that mentality is such a game changer. It definitely has for me. Um, so once they're kind of in that frame of mind, um, in terms of like, you know, kind of answering that question. So what do I post? What do they need to figure out next? I think the next step is once you know your objective on Instagram, you know your brand, you know your ideal audience, and you know that you want to attract your ideal audience on Instagram so you can start building and making those connections. I think it's really important, number one, to have a crystal clear brand message in your Instagram bio because when someone comes across a post they are either going to follow you or they're going to click on your profile and they're going to read your Instagram bio. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs 
they'll look at the Instagram bio and go, oh, it's like a business card and they make it all about them. And what you need to realize is you need to make it about your ideal audience because think of when you're on the platform, when you go to someone's account, you're thinking in the back of your head, what's in it for me? What can I get from this person? So you need to put yourself in your ideal audience's shoes. And when they visit your Instagram account, they're going to read that bio. So within that bio, and you only have 150 characters. So from the get-go, you need to have a brand message. And all that is, it's your I help statement. And it needs to have three parts to that I help statement. It needs to state who you help. You need to put in there your ideal audience so they know it's for them. You need to state the main problem that your ideal audience has. And then you need to put your solution. How do you help them? So in my bio, I had, I have what I said earlier. I help mompreneurs build their Instagram presence. So their Instagram presence is their main problem. And how my solution is through coaching, creative content, and copy. So when someone looks at my Instagram bio, they know exactly what to expect from me and they know who I help. And the beauty in that is you're going to attract the right people and you're going to repel the wrong people. And I think people get caught into, I want to get as many followers as I can. Don't have that mindset because if you're, if you're having the wrong people following you, those people will not engage with your post, which tells the algorithm that this post is not worth showing to any more people. Mm -hmm. So you almost have two jobs on Instagram, attract the right people, repel the wrong people. If you're repelling people on Instagram, you're doing it right. So that's the first part <laughs> is the is the brand message. And I know, Natalie, you have that brand message in your bio. And I have that. And um, if your audience would, they can certainly DM me on Instagram. And I always give free um, Instagram bio audits. I'll take a look at it and give them suggestions so they can DM me a screenshot and I'll help them out. So that's like the first part of figuring out where to start on Instagram is just make sure that you audit your Instagram bio and put that brand message in there. And then the next part is where um, people start wondering, okay, what do I start posting? And I've, I've said, don't look at other people, don't consume so much content, you need to be creating your own content. So here's where I always recommend, instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall, Instead of just throwing things to see what sticks, start strong on Instagram by defining your three brand pillars. And all that means is ask yourself the question, what do you want to be known for? So when someone visits your Instagram account, someone goes to your blog, maybe someone's listening to your podcast, maybe you have a YouTube channel, when someone is interacting with your content, what do you want them to think of you? What do you want to be known for? So for example, for myself, for my brand, my business, my three brand pillars is personal branding, because that's what I want to be known for, helping women grow a presence on Instagram, and making social media easy and fun again. That's it. Those are my three brand pillars. And why that is important to have 
is based on your three brand pillars, you will create content to share on Instagram. Whatever content you are putting out there on Instagram, putting out there on your podcast or your blog, should always point back to your three brand pillars. So if you decide to talk about something on Instagram and you think it's so valuable and your audience is going to love it, make sure it points back to one of your three brand pillars. And if it does that, then that's the kind of content you should be be putting out there. And that's what makes it authentic to you and you're staying on brand. And that is how you are going to stand out on Instagram. Stop copying and stop, I can't, I shouldn't say copy because we take inspiration from other people and that's okay. I would say stop mimicking what other people are doing on Instagram and stop trying to transform your account or your newsfeed to resemble another entrepreneur that you view as successful. Define your three brand pillars, create content on those three brand pillars, and be your most authentic self. Does that make sense? Yes, you are totally speaking my language. I'm like nodding because <laughs> you're saying all of that. Um, yes, I love that so much. And yes, the three brand pillars, I mean, I hear people give so many different names for your your content buckets, your messaging themes, your messaging pillars. Like it's it's all the same idea of, yeah, what are like these big bucket topics that you want to be known for and that people will you know, when they hear personal branding, when they think Instagram branding, they think of Allison. Um, and, and mine are similar in terms of my, um, you know, three um, brand pillars would be personal branding, would be faith, like Christ-centered business, and then um, like authentic audience growth. And that authenticity piece is really big. And so, yeah, by defining those and having clarity it's just so helpful to like put things through a filter, um, especially because I don't particularly, um, I don't particularly identify as multi-passionate, but I know so many women do um, and probably a lot of the listeners. And when you fall into that category and you feel like there are just so many things that you love to talk about, it's really helpful to have that filter and be like, okay, does this ultimately um, point back to what I want to want to be known for. Is it related in some way or is it better to maybe post on my personal page or, you know, like it, it just totally depends on, again, on you, on your business, on your audience. But I think it's just helpful to have, um, it kind of gives you a guide of like, is this totally random? Um, or is it really focused in on, um, what I want to be known for because it is so easy to get sidetracked. I've caught myself getting sidetracked, shiny object syndrome mm-hmm. so many times in my business. And um, it is a skill to be disciplined and be like, this is what I want to be known for. And I'm going to stick to um, talking about this on my podcast or talking about this on my Instagram stories or my blog, like really having that focus, whatever it is, um, really like it truly is discipline. Um, so I think that's so helpful to have kind of have that filter to put it through. Well, and I think too, to add on that is you have to remember too, that Instagram, you are building connections and you, that's your opportunity to show up your personality. So it is okay. I, I do the 80, 20 rule, 80% of my post always points back to my brand pillars, but the 20% of it 
can be fun and entertaining as long as it relates to your ideal audience. Mm -hmm. So I have to remember when I want to do a funny post or I think my reel yesterday was, um, it was National Walk to School Day. Well, all of us are in distance learning, most of us. And I'm a mom and I serve mompreneurs and we all have kids at home. I did a funny reel with my son, like running around the house, hurrying up for school. And all he had to do was go sit in his bedroom. And he was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> it had nothing to do with my business. But yeah. here's the thing. I, I had my ideal audience in mind. I related to them. Mm -hmm. I entertained them on Instagram. I'm building relationships with other moms because I, I know how it feels to try to run a business right now with the crazy coronavirus and the distance learning and the juggling of everything and trying mm -hmm. to feel aligned with being a mom at home and running a business. So it's okay to stray away from your brand pillars 20% of the time on Instagram as long as it relates to your ideal audience or entertains them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I totally echo that. I'm glad you said that because um, it's just like, yeah, it's like you can do that occasionally and do the mm -hmm. fun posts, but having that um, focus for the majority of the time. So I love that you put it in the 80, 20 rule. Um, because again, it's just helpful to kind of have a big picture perspective of, okay, sometimes I'll do that. And that's such a perfect example of like, even when you did that, it's like, it's mom life. It's funny. Yes. Like, and your yes. audience is mom. So it's totally perfect. I love that. Um, so let's talk a little bit. We've kind of touched on this in terms of like looking at the things that really matter um, on Instagram. So let's talk a little bit about vanity metrics and <laughs> like what to track. So like you're trying to be strategic and use Instagram to grow your business. So what are the things that do not matter? And then what are the, the metrics that actually matter and that you should actually be tracking? I'm glad you brought up vanity metrics because I know all of us fall into that trap. So it's okay. Like give mm -hmm. yourself a grace. I still do it once in a while especially with the newness of Instagram reels. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like look and go, wow, I got a lot of views on this one and not on that one. I wonder why, you know, it, it's okay to kind of look at it, but yeah. don't obsess with it. And I just want to say your worth and your growth on Instagram is not tied to the amount of followers you have, the number of likes you get, or the number of views. So the best strategy I can give when it comes to not falling into the trap of vanity metrics. Here often, don't go wide, go deep. But what on earth does that mean? So if you're on Instagram to build a brand and build a business, you should have a business account. With a business account, you have the ability to go to your insights section and look at your analytics. Within those insights or analytics, there is a section on post. Within there, it'll give you everything that you need to know. Um, you can choose like, I want to look at the last seven days or I want to look at the last 30 days. I always choose 30 days and three months to see where I've been so far. The two biggest insights that you should concentrate on to grow your presence on Instagram is to look at what posts are being shared and what posts are being saved because that tells you what your audience is liking the 
the most and what they're craving. If your audience is sharing a post to their stories or saving it to their account, that means that is high value right there. So look at your post and see which ones have the most saves and shares. That tells you the kind of content you need to be creating more. And I'm not saying like you just need to repeat it. Just take the content, tweak it. If you did it in your as a post, tweak it and make it a story. Tweak it and go deeper and do an Instagram Live or an IGTV. Make a fun reel with it with valuable content that you're teaching, but you're having some fun in 15 seconds. All you have to do is take that content that was saved and shared and repurpose it. And it's always a test. Mm -hmm. So what worked six months ago or a year ago on Instagram is going to look differently now. So you are always going to be testing your content, but make sure that you are utilizing your insights at least once a month and concentrate on what's being saved and shared and just create more of that. And that's where you'll see growth within the community you already have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it really, it really changes your mindset. Like when you think about, okay, saves and shares are what's important. Like it just changes your mindset around what should I post? Because you're thinking in terms of, yeah, what has worked before, um, looking at my analytics, like, what do I see that every time I talk about this, people are saving it or sharing it to refer back to. Um, I think that's so helpful. So we've kind of talked about like vanity metrics, what actually matters, right? And like changing your mindset around um, what you're tracking, which is so helpful. Um, Let's talk a little bit about all the different things that you can do on Instagram. Okay. There's, there's stories, there's hashtags, there's your feed, there's IGTV, there's your direct messages. Um, and that's a lot when you're trying to like get started and really implement, you know, a success strategy basically for, for your Instagram, for your business specifically. Um, so can you talk a little bit about like, where do you start with all of that? And um, because they each kind of have their own place and, and you've got like, I love the way that you approach this. So can you share about, about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Well, take a step back. And when you look at Instagram, I want you to almost look at it as like a new gym membership. So when you sign up for the gym and you decide I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to get fit at the gym on the first day at the gym, you are not getting on the bench, putting a hundred pounds on a bar and going to bench press a hundred pounds. It's just like I said about Instagram, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. So when you are on Instagram and you wanna really start getting consistent, you are going to slowly start and build on it, like like a, a stepping stone. So let's think of the know, like, and trust because you hear this all the time. You need to build the know, like, and trust factor. And you hear that everywhere, but what does that really mean? Because you hear it and then you go, okay, and then you still don't know what to do. (laughs) So here's how I look at the know, like, and trust on Instagram. First, you want people to get to know you and they're gonna get to know you 
through your newsfeed. That is how you're going to introduce yourself. That's how you're going to start building community, building brand awareness. So when you're in your newsfeed, your job in your newsfeed is to provide valuable content for people to get to know you, utilize your newsfeed and give them valuable content and use that 80-20 rule and make sure that content is pointing back to your brand pillars and pointing back to what is your objective. Is it to build brand awareness? Do you want to be driving people to your podcast? So if that's true, I hope you're sharing bits and pieces of your podcast, you know, little nuggets of it in your in your feed. And then your audiences go, I want more of that. Then they're going to go to your podcast to listen for the rest of the content. That's what you do in your news feed. Give them little nuggets of valuable content and then point them to your big main hub. Either it's your YouTube channel, it's your podcast, it's your blog. Then you want your audience to, now that they know you and they know what content you're giving them, but now you want to build on the like. You want them to really like you. And this is when you want to really show the person behind your brand. You want to show your face and you want to show off your personality. So this is your opportunity to be utilizing Instagram stories and Instagram reels. That's your opportunity to show off your personality, entertain them, and be relatable. That's how your audience is going to get to really like you. So once they like you, now they're going to want to trust you. So if you want your audience to trust you, this is when you're going to start moving up to brand authority because now you have your audience and they know you and like you. So if you want them to trust you, then you can start building on using IGTV and your DMs. And this is to build authority. This is when you want to teach. So take that content that you were sprinkling in your newsfeed, go deeper and teach them through IGTV or have the one-on-one -on -one conversations in the DMs. But start small. Start with your newsfeed and get consistent with your content. And maybe for you, that might look like three to four days a week or maybe five days a week. Because that's the question I get all the time. Well, how often do I need to be showing up on Instagram? And I say, well, how often do you want to? Mm -hmm. Because there's not a rule when it comes to Instagram. It's always a test. When do you want to show up for your ideal audience? Because if they're busy moms, I think three to five days a week in your newsfeed is just fine. But if you want to really show off your personality, get in your stories every day. Mm -hmm. And I always say, start there. Because what you want to be is you want to be consistent, just like in a gym. When you start that gym membership, you're not going to go once a week and do all the different, you know, machines or the different circuits that they have. And then you don't show up for another week. That's not consistent. You're not going to build on your own growth when it comes to the gym. Same thing with Instagram. You wanna be consistent throughout the week, but start with just your newsfeed and stories and then start building up to the other things. Once newsfeed and stories feels really comfortable and you're doing it week after week and you're not thinking about it that much, then you can start introducing reels or you can start introducing IGTV. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that's such a helpful way to break it down. Um, again, I love, I love how you break that down with like the like 
know and trust. So it, it just makes it tangible instead of being like, okay, yes, I understand like, know and trust factor, but how do I do that on Instagram? Exactly. Um, and your point about consistency is so, um, so great. Like, I mean, that just drives home, um, the importance of choosing whatever consistency looks like for you. Like you said, you know, three to five times a week, even if you can only post two to three times a week, realistically, like approaching it with the mindset of quality over quantity and what's sustainable for you. Because like you said, like if you, like you don't show up to the gym and like, say you went to the gym five times one week and then you didn't go for a couple of weeks. Like, like I have approached my business like that so many times. So like no shame there, but it's just, that's why it's so important to think about like, what can I realistically sustain long-term? Because if it's, yeah, it's like, if, if your audience is busy moms, which is your audience, that's a lot of my audience too. Um, what can they even consume? If you are a busy mom, busy woman, um, what can you realistically keep up with? And um, again, quality over quantity. Like if you're doing a couple really amazing posts a week, that's awesome. Like there's no reason to do more. Um, and that's something that, I mean, oh my gosh, in all areas of my life, I'm always really trying to embrace that. Like more is not always better. And so, um, yeah, yeah, you have to make sure that it makes it makes sense to you. You feel mm -hmm. aligned with it and it makes you feel good about doing it. Because mm -hmm. I was sucked into the same thing with Instagram. I used to consume so much content from other successful entrepreneurs on Instagram telling me that video is where it is. You need to be showing up on video like five days a week, going live, doing IGTV. And I tried to do that because I, I was listening to them and not listening to myself. And when we get caught in that, we are putting so much energy in something that we don't feel aligned with. And then what happens is, is we just stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And then we're not showing up for our audience at all. So even though it's, it's okay to get inspired and learn from other entrepreneurs, but take the parts that make sense to you. So when it comes to video, I have chosen to only do one IGTV a week because it feels right to me, it's aligned with me, I can work it into my schedule with no problem and it doesn't take a lot of energy. If you find that what you're doing on Instagram is sucking up so much energy and you don't feel good about it at the end of the day, then you need to go back and look at your plan and go, what feels right? What doesn't feel right? Focus your energy on what feels right and then eventually build on it. Because like mm -hmm. I said, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And there's a lot of testing. There's a lot of market research that goes on with it. So stop trying to do what everyone is telling you to do on the platform. Because what works for one entrepreneur doesn't mean it will be successful for you. So put your energy on what feels right, and that's where you will see long-term Instagram success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of like you were just touching on, like it's all about energy management. So it's like, again, business, Instagram, 
really anything with entrepreneurship is a long game. Like, and if you look at the statistics, I, I don't remember what they are off the top of my head, but I've heard it many times in terms of like, you know, how many businesses make it past one year and three years and five years and 10 years. And like, of course, there's, there's life circumstances in there too, or cash flow issues. Um, but it's just, it's such a steep drop off rate because there's people who just push really hard, but it's not sustainable and they can't keep going and they get burnt out or they give up because they think it's not working. And, um, I just know that's always encouraging for me to hear, like, you know, as someone who it'll be three years for me in business, um, in January and it's October right now. And so I'm kind of approaching that mark and it's encouraging for me to hear in those moments where I feel, um, this is a little bit of an aside, but it's related in terms of like, just the moments where you're really frustrated and just remembering like, it's a long game. Like as long as you don't give up, you're not going to like failing. Like the only way that you can truly fail is to like give up and like completely right. throw in the towel in your business and be like, I'm done. Or like, I'm giving up on Instagram. It's not working. Like it's a long game. And so like, as long as you keep going and you know, it, it's, it's testing and tweaking, like you said, and um, as long as you're doing that, like you're not going to fail. Your success is inevitable. Um, and I know that's always such an encouraging reminder for me. And I wouldn't even look at it as a fail. Like if someone looked at their week and maybe they told themselves they were going to post five days a week and then they look and go like, oh, I only did it three mm -hmm. and they feel like a failure. Don't look at it as a failure. Look mm -hmm. at it as a lesson. Well, why did you post three days a week? Like ask those questions. What was going on in your life? Mm -hmm. Are you too busy? Do you have too much on your plate? So maybe you need to restructure how you show up on Instagram and do what's right for you mm -hmm. and focus your energy where it needs to be. You know, if you're heavy in a podcast and you're putting out two episodes a week, I doubt you're going to show up five days a week on Instagram because yeah. your energy is on the podcast. You just have to do with what feels right to you and then just be strategic and always be thinking about your ideal audience and always be thinking about your brand pillars. And that is where you're going to see long-term success. And I always say long-term success. <laughs> Right, right. Well, and that leads me into my last question, which I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. But <laughs> if there's one thing that women remember from this conversation, really thinking about their Instagram strategy, using it for um, their business, all these, you know, like intentionally really growing on Instagram, what's one thing you want them to remember at the end of the day? Go ahead and show up consistently, even when it's hard and messy. I think we have this false sense of when we show up on platforms, when we're trying to grow our brand and our business, that we need to show up as perfect leaders. We are not perfect leaders. We are just like you. We might just be one step ahead of you. And so don't stop showing up messy and hard because I think when you are vulnerable and when you show how hard it is, that's when you're really going to connect with your mm -hmm. ideal audience. So when it's funny that you ask that because I have found in my newsfeed, the most engagement that I get is when I show silly pictures of me in the corner of my bedroom with my, you know, my headphones on and my microphone and I have sweatpants on in a bun and I look terrible and I just share, you know, the crazy story versus a professional headshot. Mm -hmm. 
So perfection is a lie and it does not exist. And people, I think these days are getting sick and tired of seeing the perfect cohesive feed because we know it's a lie and we see all the smiles. And I can't imagine that person constantly smiling 24 seven all year long. We all have moments of frustration. We all have tough times in our business and it's, being an entrepreneur is hard and tough, especially as a mom. So I think it's important to not only show up consistently, but show the hard work, show the messy work, because that is when you are really going to build those authentic connections on Instagram. And that's really how your business is going to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, real is relatable and that's, that's so helpful to, re- to remember. And I've definitely seen that too, like the times where I am just showing up, you know, as me and, you know, the, the things that we feel like, um, I know, again, looking back at the first year of my business, I felt like, oh, well, I have to show up as professional Mm -hmm. and I have to like, and I don't have headshots. And it's like, oh my gosh, if I could go back and just be like, chill out, just post your selfies. Like that's what I was doing. But there was part of me that kind of felt like, oh, but I'm not like a real business owner yet. Cause I don't, you know, and it totally is. It's the real the real um, snapshots of behind the scenes of being a mom and running a business. And, um, you know, that's what's relatable because that's where your audience is at too. And that's, that's what people can really connect with. Like you said, that's what really truly builds connection. So I love that reminder. Um, this conversation was so good. Thank you so much. Um, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So where can people connect with you online if they want to um, get plugged in with you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram at Allison Scholes, or you can go to my website. I have a load of freebies regarding Instagram at um, bossladyinsweatpants.com. And then I would love for your audience, if they want more social media, Instagram tips and strategies, they can listen to my podcast show, Social Media for Mompreneurs. Yeah. And we will put all those links in the show notes so that you can click on over and get connected with Allison. Um, Thank you again for this conversation. It was lovely talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time, 